Thanks, Brad. Thanks, worship, worship team. You guys always do an amazing job. And Brad, it didn't seem like you were shorthanded. Y'all sounded like y'all were full. And wow, thank you for that. If you have your Bible, I want you to turn to Isaiah chapter seven, verse fourteen, and we're gonna we're gonna look at one small verse, but it's one powerful verse um, this morning. And as you're turning there, how many of you how many of you ate way too much during Thanksgiving? Okay, I'm raising my hand too, to be honest. How many of you are still eating leftovers? <laughs> How many of you still have leftovers in your fridge? I'm just, I'm just kidding, Jennifer. We do not have leftovers in our fridge. <laughs> we do not. I was fixing to get in trouble. We do not. How many of you never want to see turkey and dressing again? <laughs> I think we all say that, right? We eat way too much turkey and dressing And then we're like, we never want to see it again. And then the next Thanksgiving comes around and we're eating turkey and dressing, right? I think that's what it it feels like. Isn't it weird that it's already December? I mean, we're, we're, we're five days away from Christmas. I mean, it's right around the corner. And if you think about it, last March, a lot of us, when we were quarantined and we were, we were isolated, we thought that December would never come. At least I did. I don't know about you guys, at least that's what I thought. I thought December would, would never come, and yet it's, it's right here. And this particular year has been a difficult year and a weird year that we have been in. But through Christmas, we've kind of seen a few things happen that, that help us see kind of it being normal. I mean, just a couple weeks ago, we had the Christmas parade, and I heard there was kids lined out along Main Street and down 15th Street, and there was just, they got all kinds of candy, and and Santa Claus came, and so the kids got to experience our Christmas parade here in the community. But then I also saw where a lot of you folks were gathering for Christmas parties. People were having Christmas parties. Um, We got to go to a high school theater play um, right before the Christmas break. We had had a band concert, and so things things were starting to happen um, through this Christmas season. And so a lot of you guys are getting ready to to celebrate Christmas. Many of you will probably go shopping, maybe last minute or maybe have already shopped. Jennifer and I went yesterday to Lubbock to finish up some last minute Christmas shopping. And I'll tell you this, that we got to Walmart really early yesterday morning and got everything done. And the parking lot was empty. The lines were not long. The aisles were not crowded. And then we were done, and we did some more shopping. And then we found out we had to go back to Walmart. And when you go back to Walmart about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, the parking lot's full. There's a lot of people in the aisles. And the checkouts, there's long lines. And so we learned our lesson. But we had, we had a great time. We had a great time as we finished up our Christmas shopping. A lot of you students up there, many of you are probably going to go to Grandpa and Grandma's house. I still remember when I was a young kid that as soon as... School was out in the break. We loaded up in the car, and my parents had a station wagon. I got my pillow and blanket, and back then, you got to lay in the back of the station wagon with all the luggage, and you got to sleep all the way to San Antonio. I remember my dad telling us that we had to leave early in the morning because he wanted to fight the San Antonio traffic, and he wanted to be there before noon. And so we would leave like 4 or 5 in the morning and drive to San Antonio to Grandma's house, and we spent a whole week there through Christmas during that time. And then many of you are probably going to go to an aunt or uncle's house to spend Christmas. And many of you, 
probably have relatives that you have never seen or you didn't even know you're related to. And I remember as, as our boys were small, we'd go to my parents' house and, and our boys would say, well, I didn't know I was related to that person. And I said, if you're a Galvan and you're part of Denver City, you're probably related to everybody in the community. You probably are. And so you're probably going to see some cousins that you've never seen before. And all this, all this going to grandma's house, going to aunt and uncle's house, just getting together is exciting, right? We get excited for all that. And then we get excited about all the gifts that, are, that, that we are going to receive and we're going to give. And, and I always tell my boys this is I got 13 presents when I was a little kid. I got 13 presents, 13 presents. And I would o- open each present one at a time. And I'd open that first one, and I'd start eating that tamale, and I'd eat the second one. Yeah, I got a dozen tamales for Christmas. And so I unwrapped 13 presents, and then my last present was some socks and underwear that my parents gave me. So I unwrapped 13 presents. And so we get excited about the gifts, and then we get excited about making hot chocolate and wassail, whatever family traditions that you guys have. And then don't forget about all the candies and all the baked goods and all that stuff that happens during Christmas. And I've been on a 21-day fast with no sweets, no desserts. And tomorrow, I get to have something. And Jennifer has been baking candy. There has been sweets and desserts coming into our house, coming into the church and I have refrained from all of that. But, but guess what? Yeah. But guess what? Tomorrow is, is, is the deadline. And I'm going to eat some sweets. But I bet when I eat one of those, it's probably going to be too sweet. And I'm probably not going to be able to eat a lot of it. But I'm going to get to enjoy that. And so we get, to, we get to enjoy all those good things with family and friends. And we get to catch up. And the, and the best thing about gifts is not receiving, but giving that we get, we get to give gifts, and we get to, we get to see the happiness that, that um, giving a gift that, that we get to see. I, I remember as the boys were smaller, and they'd open that gift, their eyes would light up, and they would be so excited, and, and to this day, when they still open a present, I still get excited. I'm still happy for them. They have a smile on their face, that they, that they get excited for that as well, but as we get into this Christmas time, a lot of us tend to become busy and we forget about Christmas time and we forget about what this reason is about, right? And we, we hear the words, you hear the words say, Jesus is the reason for the season. But sometimes we don't actually take the time to really think about that because of the busy schedules we have, the holidays. We're trying to get through December and we're trying to get all the presents bought we're trying to get all the baking done and we forget about this season and we go oh yeah Jesus is the reason for the season and so what does that actually mean though Jesus is the reason for the season what does that actually mean the season is about celebrating Jesus's birth right but why does it really matter that, that Jesus was born? What's the difference that it actually makes? And why do we need to celebrate the birth of Jesus? That's a question that we have today. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about. Because 
throughout December, what we do is we hear the typical story of Jesus being born, and we hear it around Christmas time, and we know that the Christmas story comes out of Luke chapter 2. And many of you have read it, and, and you hear it through December, and we read about how Joseph and Mary... They went to Bethlehem for the census, and we read about how they couldn't find any place to stay, and they had to, stay, they had to sleep in the stables with all the animals. And then we know that Jesus is born, and he's wrapped in swaddling cloths, and he's placed in this manger. And then we hear about the shepherds and the wise men that, bring all, that visit Jesus, and they bring all these gifts to him. You, you guys know, all the, you know the story, right? You know the story. But how many of you knew that Jesus' birth was actually prophesied about 600 years before he was born. We can read in Scripture where someone spoke about Jesus' birth about, about 600 years before he was actually born. And think about that. That's, that's a really long time. And not only was his birth written about, but it was also written about how, how it would take place the birth of jesus and so if you have your bible open it up to isaiah chapter 7 starting in verse 14 and stand with me as we read this one verse therefore the lord himself will give you a sign behold the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, Lord. Now help us to understand it. Help us to use it, Lord. Help me to communicate it clearly. Lord, give me the words to speak this morning. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. You guys can have a seat. So the word Emmanuel means God with us. Emmanuel means God with us. And God with us, that's exactly why it's important to celebrate Jesus and to make sure that Jesus is the actual reason that we celebrate this season. And that's why we're celebrating. We are celebrating that God is coming in the human flesh and we're celebrating that God the Son was born into this world to be with us. And so we're, we're celebrating this incredible fact that we now have access to God. And so what we're going to do is we're going we're to look at this verse just a little bit more. And look what it says right there. It says, Lord himself will give you a sign. And what's the sign? The sign is Emmanuel, the baby. The sign is Jesus. And what is this sign of? If Jesus is a sign, and it says in Scripture that what is he the sign of? And that's what we're going to look at. We're going to look at three points, and what the signs are, and then we're going to be done. The first point that I want to make is a sign of God's power is the first point. Now look in the verse there. The second part of it says, Behold, the virgin shall conceive. This is not just a normal birth. And if you want to know where babies 
come from, you can, you can, get, you can get with Kyle on that. You, you, can almost, you, can, you can call him or text him, 806 I'm just kidding. You can get with Kyle, and he'll be happy to explain where babies come from. Okay? And so this particular birth is a supernatural birth. And this birth, physically and scientifically, should not be able to happen. It's, it's a miracle of God that this young lady, by the name of Mary, will even become pregnant. She's a virgin. She can't become pregnant. And if you think about it, that is a sign of God's power, how this happens. And we see that the prophecy that we just read in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, was fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 2, from the Old Testament to the New Testament. That's what we see. The second thing that Jesus' birth is a sign of is, point number two is, a sign of God's love. A sign of God's love. Look what it says in the last part of Isaiah in that same verse. And it says, his name shall be called Emmanuel. And we already know what Emmanuel means. It means God with us. That means that God himself would appear in human form. And what this verse is telling us is that Jesus is God in flesh and blood. And that he will be coming to earth to be with us. That's what it's saying. And we've, we've all heard this verse before we've recited it, we've shared it, we've had it in Kids Beach Club, you guys that have been uh, part of Kids Beach Club. It's John 3.16. And, and I have it down in the English Standard Version. In John 3.16 it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And, and this is what I did. I underlined, For God so loved, For God so loved the world. And then the other part is that he gave his only son. It's because of God's love for us that he sent his son, Jesus, to be with us. Knowing what we know about Jesus and what he did on that cross for us, wouldn't you agree that it takes a whole lot of love for us and for God to send his son to earth so that we could have this relationship with him. Isn't that amazing? That God sent his one and only son for us. For us. For you and for me. Just take that in. He sent his son for us. The last point that I want to make is Jesus' birth is also a sign of God's faithfulness. It's a sign of God's faithfulness. As I was preparing for this, I ran upon a story about a professor of science, mathematics, astronomy, and his name was Peter Stoner. 
And what he did is he applied the probability to only eight of the prophecies regarding Christ. In one of his books, this is, what, this is what he did. He said that the chance that any man might have fulfilled all eight of the prophecies would be one in ten to the 17th power. So that is one in one quadrillion. Which if you break that down, that is one with 17 zeros behind it. And if you want to get with Miss Gibson, she'll tell you that probability is way, way out there. Way out there. So what's the point? Why do I tell you that? Because I'm telling you that these prophecies in the Bible actually happening shouldn't be good at all. And there's no way to understand how this happened except this is what we know. It was a complete and absolute miracle by God that these prophecies in the Bible were fulfilled. Because of God's faithfulness and the fact that he keeps his promises, that these prophecies have been fulfilled. And because of God's faithfulness, there, are actually, there was actually a young woman by the name of Mary who actually got pregnant. And even though, she was a, even though she was a virgin, Jesus was born into this world. And because of God's power, and because of God's love for us, and because of God's faithfulness, we have this Savior, and His name is Jesus. And that is the greatest gift during this Christmas season that we could ever have. The greatest gift that we could ever have. And guys, as you prepare for Christmas, we're five days away. And there's all kinds of activities that we're getting ready for during this Christmas season. Many of you will continue to shop on the last night before Christmas. Students, you guys are going to see Santa Claus. You're going to sing about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And then we're going to sing all these other Christmas songs. Many of you are going to veg and watch Hallmark movies all week. A lot of us are going to eat a lot of food and desserts, which is okay. All that stuff is good. All that stuff is good. But in the, but in the hype of Christmas... And everything that we anticipate, we anticipate the gifts, the food, family. What we need to have an anticipation for is for the Savior. The Savior. And we need to anticipate the birth of Jesus coming at Christmas. And we need to remember, we need to remember that Jesus being born is the reason why we have Christmas. And we need to remember that Emmanuel means God with us. That God came to earth. And that is the reason for the season that we celebrate in the next couple of days. And don't lose that. Don't get caught up in the busyness of all that's going on. That we stop and we reflect on what God did. Sending His Son Jesus to earth for us. And that's what Christmas is all about, and that's 
what we celebrate. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord, and we thank you. We thank you for the immense amount of love that you had to send your son Jesus to this earth. That you would come in the flesh. And Lord, this morning I pray that that we would not lose focus of this season and that we would celebrate your son Jesus and all that he did for us and know that he is the greatest gift of all. That you sent your son Jesus to us. And Lord, as we prepare for the Christmas season, That's what we want to focus on. We want to focus on you and the gift that you've given us, Lord. And Lord, help us not lose focus of that. And Lord, I pray for each person in this room, Lord, that you would be with them, that you would be with their family, and that as they prepare for Christmas season, they would all focus on your son, Jesus that they would all be a light for you, sharing and caring for each other with this gift that you sent by the name of Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Please stand. Maybe today you, you don't know who this Jesus is. And I'm not going to assume that. Because I look around in this room and I know everybody, but I'm not going to assume that we know who this Jesus is. And maybe today is the day that you come to know this Jesus. And we, we do it very simple. We keep it as simple as we can because I'm a simple guy. And everything needs to be broken down for me. Very simple. And you might be like me. And we use the ABCs. And the first one is you've got to admit that you're a sinner. And sin is anything that breaks God's laws. The next part of that is... You've got to believe that Jesus came to this earth. He lived this perfect life. And he went on that cross and he died for our sins. But you know what the best part of that news is? Is that he didn't stay dead. That three days later he rose again. And the next part of that is you've got to choose to follow him. You've got to choose to make him the Lord of your life. And maybe today is the day that you say yes to Jesus. Or maybe the day, today is the day that you join this church. And you become part of this family. Because this is just a building. All the people in here is the church. And maybe you become that family today. But you do what God is leading you to do this morning as we sing.